0: So, you know, these Wednesday meetings, I I just like to always connect up with the last Wednesday and, uh, you know, develop some kind of a connected theme. And, And the theme, you know, is clear. It's about earthworm practice in the Anthropocene, which means... developing some kind of humility in regards to the biosphere by having certain practices which help us to realize that we are not separate and you know and i think all of you you already understand intellectually that we are not separate just like i understand that also intellectually but to really integrate that into my being that takes a lot of of uh, concerted practice and uh, you know repetition and that's what the plan is that those Wednesday morning sessions are for that kind of work you know just giving a, a short intro every time and connect it up to the last sit and then just introduce a different viewpoint. Because you know, whatever we take as a standpoint to look from, that's what we're going to see. And, uh, you know, quantum physics has made it, you know, very clear that, for example, if they want to measure the location of a subatomic spec, you know, if they want to measure the location it presents as a particle. And if they want to measure the movement, it presents as a wave. So depending on what the intention is, depending on where we are looking from, that's what we're going to see. And, uh, you know, for a very long time, human beings, you know, supported by certain religions have all thought, you know, that we are the ground of creation. And that we are kind of outside of everything else, and that we can develop objective, exact sciences and measure everything, just as if we would be like a godhead, you know, floating outside in space and looking at everything else. And it has become increasingly clear that this is impossible. But still, our mainstream culture operates in this way, and also us here at this meeting, we also are still deeply bound with this way of conditioning. And uh, and this is my humble kind of wish to make some inroads into this conditioning, because I think it is really kind of deadly meanwhile, you know, because we have become so many uh, people on this planet who are holding this kind of view, that it turns out to be self destructive, really. We can't really, you know, destruct the planet, but we can, you know, destruct ourselves. And, you know, and in the view of future generations, I feel really inspired to do what I can to help with moving out of that old worldview and, and trying to usher in, you know, something which is more realistic and, you know, not kind of trying to cut off that worldview because that won't work, but in a kind way, you know, to put it, to, put, to support it to die, really, to support it to die gently. And to midwife something new without suffocating it immediately with our projections and expectations. You know this is very very deep work because we are very immature species and uh, you know the average mammalian species has lived on this planet before it died out again for about 2.7 million years and our species homo sapiens sapiens is about 200,000 years old so i did the calculations yesterday so if i'm expecting you know a life expectancy of 100 years which is you know quite high then we would be now 7.4 years old as a species 7.4 years old so like primary school level in terms of our maturity but we are wielding you know weapons and technology which is Far beyond what you would want a 7.4 year old person to wield so it's it's quite serious really. And you know the capacity for self reflection for a 7.4 year old person is very small, so you know this is where we need to really put in some effort to increase the capacity for self reflection and meditation is that technology and you know, which can help us to increase the capacity for self reflection and uh, you know and harvesting the intelligence of our ancestors human and more than human the biointelligence we are embedded in you know day in and day out we are never separated and in constant exchange our bodies are themselves yes. nature and we really can take advantage of this capacity we've got and rekindle these intelligences you know which we have because we haven't used them and specialized on exact sciences and technology and understood ourselves to be separate and you know we're aiming to achieve mastery over nature we have not used those other ways of connecting and listening but now you know we seem to understand this is urgent we need to get going with that. We need to train those capacities. And, you know, there are still indigenous peoples on this planet who have not interrupted the connection with the biosphere in this way, but they are, you know, not listened to very much. And, uh, you know, we are also, we also have indigenous roots. We also can come back. To that knowing, but it's going to be requiring a lot of training. You know, like if you haven't been doing some kind of, you know, sport or maybe sewing or whatever it is for a long time, if you start again after 30, 40, 50 years to do it again, it's not going to be easy. You have to really uh, want to do it. And, you know, this is what I like to uh, focus on uh, on those Wednesdays. And then on the Saturdays where I give in-person teachings here at the Earth Room, I expound a little bit more on it. So, you know, we are all invited into the joy and discomfort of doing this reconnective work and acknowledging, you know, that our very roots, our very cells, is all, it's just simply nature and find out, you know, where are the barriers, where are the edges of our intimacy with that truth, you know. And I consider it an honorable assignment by evolution, which we can take up and where we can feel a sense of belonging again, and a sense of uh, purpose, I feel, you know, in doing this work. Because it's not just for me, but it serves the whole. You know, like a little earthworm who is not like kind of a king or like a pope or some master, you know, figure. But it's like a humble contributor to the whole. And if many of us are doing it, that's how it needs to be. There will not be a father rescuing us from ourselves these times are over, it doesn't work. And also we need to be gentle with ourselves and not to expect too much too quickly. And slow down in order to speed up. Because if we speed up from the current standpoint, we're just gonna run into the wall again. We need to go deeper. And acknowledging, you know, reality is already doing the job. We just need to pay attention. How is reality actually doing the job and join in rather than trying to lead as a 7.4 year old toddler trying to lead, you know, the elders, this is ridiculous. And last time I said, you know, cute and pathetic. And so it's important also to have humor about this because it is kind of cute. But it has become a little bit dangerous now so we need to really seriously um, pay attention and adjust a bit adjust a lot actually but we do have the uh, information we just need to allow it to come in and prepare our being so that it can have the space for the information to come. Information is a very good word, you know, to actually take a place, land in our formation, in our bodies. And then we live from that place, not by kind of thinking about it in a dualistic way, because much too complex, but using a different kind of intelligence, which is here. So, without further ado, let's just do like a practice and try it out, you know, try it on. And it's based, you know, on the very early Buddhist teaching, starting just simply with uh, the first establishment of mindfulness and uh, starting with earth element. So, feeling you know the heaviness of the body sitting on the cushion or on the chair and maybe you know you can bite your teeth together and feel that hardness as opposed to softness that's a direct experience of earth element hardness structure And then it's just, you know, noticing the hardness, the structure, earth element in the skeleton throughout the body. And feeling the sense of gravity which pulls us towards the planet, that's where we belong. As long as we have a body, we belong to this sphere. And even if we would go to Mars or anywhere else, we would have to take all of the stuff we need to live with us. So there is no way to really disconnect from here. That's the assignment, you know, for a human being born here, need to stay here, need to befriend the limitations of being here. Everything else is just a pipe dream for now. It's a distraction and we don't have time for those distractions. We need to focus on the situation here. So if you're in touch with the sense of your body, let your nervous system guide you and allow the breath to take you deeper into the body. And sensing the ground beneath you, the soil. And there's no need to push if it's easy it's easy if it is difficult then it's maybe not opening in this way that is okay too just knowing no pushing just knowing and holding it as is trusting the nervous system trusting the biointelligence of the body which is, you know, has developed over millions of years and knows what it's doing. There's a long lineage of ancestors that connects us to the archaeological life and development of this planet. The much more than human affair there's human ancestors but then underneath that there's animal ancestors mineral ancestors plant ancestors we're deeply connected with everything else And we are reflecting on that in order to open up to a wider context so that our perception of who we are can adjust, can grow. And in the beginning, I know it might feel rather kind of confusing, disturbing. And just allowing that to be what it is. It's like, you know, cleaning out the pipes. Because we haven't used this way of connecting with the biosphere for so many lifetimes, maybe even. And now it's going to come back online. All our ancestors are a huge network of roots that connects us to life which has come long, long time ago before us. A huge network, a living field of life. You know, constantly evolving and self-regulating over billions of years. And we are basically here, you know, the youngest. Participant in that vast process. And we need to realize we are the youngest ones. And we have gotten a little bit out of hand. We are endangering ourselves through that hubris. Just you know, taking that in with kindness and with a smile, you know. Okay, that that's what little children do. They throw tantrums and then you know they come back. Because they get scared, and that's good, come back, come back to the mothership and the massive data flow through that root system. And we can attune to this massive data flow of the entire field. You know, if that's what we intend, then this is what's going to happen. Intention is a very powerful conductor for this kind of work. It's all very, very subtle. So it needs really a sense of attunement and refinement of our faculties, the seven factors of awakening. Mindfulness, interest, energy, joy or contentment calm focus and equanimity and in order to be able to open up to this vast data flow and trusting the biointelligence of the system which is already operating since billions of years. We don't need to control it, we can't, really. It's ridiculous. So and notice how it feels in your grounding as a human being if you acknowledge that massive root system. Where you're just you know the youngest sibling there the baby how does that feel does it feel good you know to let go of the mastery and just be the baby of the family and be guided How does that feel? You know, is there a sense of enrichment which comes from that? A sense of, uh, ah, so glad to put down the ground, come down from the throne and just join in with everybody else. That feels good. And also, you know, become That for the future generations, the little ones who have been born maybe today or last week. Every generation becomes the ground for the next generation to flourish. We have, you know, stood on the shoulders of our former generations. And even, you know, they weren't perfect just like us we can learn from their mistakes and from their successes from all of those uh, who have gone before us you know we are harvesting the resilience and the strength and also we need to acknowledge the trauma which has been passed down And sometimes, you know, that kind of work of really inviting that to become conscious, it isn't as difficult as we think because of that different kind of intelligence which is more intuitive and uh, not so thought-bound. You know, it's it's a hard energy. It works differently. It's more like an art, you know, like painting or something, or poetry or music. It's not like long lists of, you know, statistics of this and that. It works differently and it's available. It's, it's part of our equipment which we haven't been using for a long time. So that we can experience ourselves as being part of a much wider context. The vibrancy of the tradition of living, like a huge orchestra, and everybody plays their tune, you know, and it's very spontaneous. And there is no conductor. The heart is the conductor. There is no master outside who is directing all of this. The system itself has the capacity to self-regulate. Gaia is one name for this self-regulating marvel which we are part of and which is you know evolving since almost four billion years And now there is this one species called Homo sapiens sapiens, which has gone out of hand because of the power of the technological side of things. And we need to grow up in order to have the wisdom and the addicts to actually handle all of this stuff. Otherwise, it's going to wipe us out. You know, many civilizations before, you know, we learn in history, they have, they have you know, kind of broke down because of a hubris they had about who they are. They go down in flames again and again. And if we don't, the work we also gonna go down in flames I think we should try before to kind of turn it around maybe we can we don't know it's worth trying you know not so much for ourselves maybe but for for the future generations And inviting you know that intelligence into the vessel of our personal being and also into the vessel of the community and here you know on those Wednesday meetings it's a small vessel but it's a beginning allowing emergence to come in and Help, help us to know what we can do in the world to support that transition, that evolutionary threshold. it all starts you know, with really sensing how it feels to know that I'm embedded in an amazing web of intelligence this, that is much more than human. Just make friends with that felt sense. I am embedded in an amazing web of intelligence that is much more than human. How does that feel to have that thought? I am embedded in an amazing web of intelligence that is much more than human. Just let us now just sit for some time and hold that contemplation. I'm embedded in a vast net of intelligence, much more than human. Allow that to work on you. Like listening with the whole body. you know, making friends with that capacity to sense into that. And the word sapiens comes from the Latin word sapere, which actually means to taste. So it speaks of an intimacy, of a direct experience, which is productive of wisdom. So sapiens, sapiens is, you know, translated normally as the wise man or wise woman, but actually sapere means to taste. So wisdom is the result of direct experience understood. Wisdom is the result of direct experience understood. So directly sensing into that vast, net of intelligence we are embedded in. Listening with the whole body. Listening into the silence. And allowing that network to come online. Because we have the same biology in the body. We are not separate. So know the training of developing the receptors. It unfolds as we engage it. It's like an organic process. Like when you start, you know, to learn how to ride a bicycle in the beginning, you think, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm falling off and all everything. And then you just, you can do it because a human body can ride a bicycle. You just need to have those capacities come online and same with these other ways of Uh, connecting with dormant capacities. That can be done. It just needs a bit of time and some clarity what we are doing. It's not rocket science, really. It might be, you know, uncomfortable because, you know, with uh, connecting, also unresolved issues, which are there, uh, will also become conscious. So it can be bring out some discomfort. It's part of it. And as the past heals, the future opens up more. And it's not just a repetition of the same thing again and again. If the past heals through acknowledging and digesting, the future becomes emergent and not repetitive. And that's what we would like to see, you know, a, a new way of being here on the planet which is more healthy and more realistic and more in tune with the modern human world stepping down from the throne Letting go of being special and being okay with being unique, but not special. So we're connecting with the wisdom we hold inside. And we haven't used because we are trained by the culture as understanding ourselves as a separate being. And now the time has come where we are ready to let that go because it's endangering (laughs) It's endangering our civilization. And because we care for future generations, the next seven generations, I, I want them to have a place to live and to practice. The planet isn't in a crisis. We are in a crisis. Like a crisis of self understanding. Not because we are bad or evil, but because we are just pretty deluded and immature. and we need a sense of humor and a sense of humility coming down to the ground to the humors of soil in order to be true human beings. And interestingly, you know, all of those four key words, humus or soil, humor, human and humility, they all start with the same three letters. So that you know, can be our key words now for the practice. Human, humus, humility and humor. As we let go of our sense of mastery and join in with everybody else, human and non-human and just come out of this dead-end road we are on. which is, you know, all about material progress, which is just so narrow and crashing into the wall or going down the abyss or however we want to see it. We need to get out of that dead end road quickly. just you know noticing the space around us there's so much space we don't need to stay in that dead end road you know listening to the silence and the space around us which doesn't end at the walls of the room we are sitting in it's limitless space expanding you know as we listen to it And if the mind contracts, you know, around the thought, as soon as you're noticing it, just dropping it and coming back to the silence and the space. Listening. And sensing into it. Space element. Our whole body made up of space element a very, very great degree and then you know letting go of the perception of space and becoming aware of that which knows about the space becoming conscious of awareness like making a u-turn and dropping the object and just staying with the subject awareness being aware of itself that reflective consciousness which homo sapiens sapiens has the capacity to know that we are knowing and you know not taking that personally. leader so dropping any sense of ego and dropping also the subject just knowing Knowing, being conscious of itself and resting at that, as that. Like the capacity of a mirror to reflect, being conscious of that capacity to reflect, to receive and move on. not a state, but it's an activity. It's an active capacity, not a frozen anything, but a constantly changing flow and flux. And also really noticing the sense of spaciousness and maybe subtle joy or contentment, which comes when the mind doesn't cling to anything. And the mind is not contracted. Then the fist has opened. and maybe you know we can for one or two minutes just like gently open the eyes maybe half opening and continue to gaze at the ground and just experiencing seeing effortless seeing not looking at anything but just the sense the seeing sense Relaxing the eyes and just experiencing seeing without doing. That's the that power of the mirror of awareness reflecting through the sense of seeing. Or hearing. Not listening, but hearing, receiving. Listening is more active, and hearing is just the sense of hearing. Just the sense of seeing. This is conscious awareness. And then closing the eyes again and coming back to the body breathing. You know, and the clarity which we can sense, you know, when the mind is at peace, when we can, uh, you know, intuit that there is no separation, there are no boundaries really, they are all. Permeable. Even the skin, you know, is is an organ and it breathes. It's not just like a solid kind of a plastic bag around the body. You know, it's an organ and one of its functions is breathing. So it's permeable. It's just a perception. Distortion of reality, but a handy perception in order to function in this realm where we are right now, human beings. And there are limitations to being human and one of the limitations is you know that we need to eat and drink and breathe in order to live and for that we are utterly dependent on the biosphere and a hundred percent vulnerable To whatever we do to the biosphere we do to ourselves because we are empty empty of a self just like all the elements are empty empty of a self and you know, do not exist from our own side, but it's a conditioned process. And we have been interfering and meddling with it too much. And we are too many people. It just can't go on like this. If it does not change, we will disappear which is probably okay too but it's good to try to you know live up to our responsibility for future generations i think and join in you know with this vast network of ancestors who have gone before us knowing you know that they are all behind us they are our root system they will support us if we want to listen and if we want to know